Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But we now go out to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We talked to one of my favorite people who once joined me long, long ago on another radio station when I was in college that was listened to by dozens. And now here we are being listened to by dozens on the mothership. Spencer Davies, SI.com. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm great, Dan. How was your holiday, man? And I mean, you might be underestimating the dozens, you know, it, it, it could be in the 20s. You never know. Well, you know, that's the way that that kind of stuff goes. The 20s, the 20s <laughs> that are out there, uh, including I found out apparently one guy has Amish people listening to us. So we got that going for us. <laughs> hey, at least it's something, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, buddy. So let's start with the win last night. What stood out to you as the most impressive thing in that Cavs win over the Dallas Mavericks? I, I think it's just been the overlying theme of what this team's been doing since the injuries to Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. And then obviously Donovan Mitchell's missed, uh, you know, a good stretch of time here. It's just that they've, they've banded together and they just don't want to fail each other. They're, they're legitimately playing together as one. And, uh, you know, if there are certain moments where, you know, individuals do take over, you saw what Karis Levert did in the fourth quarter last night, 15 points, had a stretch of like three possessions where he was just getting buckets and, obviously put them in front for the first time since the first quarter uh, late in that game. But it's just the, the overall mentality of the team itself and the willingness to shoot and find the open man. I think that's been the biggest thing. Nobody's hesitating. Everybody knows where they're getting their shots, how they're getting to their spots. And, of, of course, defensively, they've stepped up when they've needed to as well. I'm glad you brought up Karis LeVert because that has been the most impressive thing throughout this entire stretch I never in my life would have thought backup point guard Karis Levert would work as well as it has. I mean, he'd always been a gunner when he was in when he was with Indiana. He was always a gunner when he was with uh, Brooklyn, and you'd never want to really use him as your backup point guard. But yet he has come to this team. He has stepped into that role with all of the injuries that have taken place to Ty Jerome and with Ricky Rubio's situation and everything else. It dished seven assists last night and really had that offense humming. And then when it was his turn to take over, he took over. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, people were filling up my mentions in the first half, like, get Karras out of the game. He looks like he's on ice skates out there, and he did. He did. Um, sometimes it takes a little bit for him to get a feel of what defenses are doing and how to react to them. But, like you said, to his credit, he ended up with seven dimes. The Cavs overall had 33 assists on 40 made field goals. Think about that. Think about that kind of, of sharing the ball and the selflessness that this team has. Four guys had six assists or more. I mean, you look at, you know, Craig Porter Jr. when he was running the offense, especially there in the first half, um, you know, just kind of getting things organized as he has this entire, um, you know, period of time. Max Struess with six assists doing the the two-man game with Jarrett Allen and really playing it well with Tristan Thompson on the dribble handoffs. Jarrett Allen, I think his passing has got to be a story um, since, you know, Evan Mobley and Darius Garland have gone out. He's taken a step up in the playmaking and passing out of the short roll and also finding guys on cuts back door with bounce passes. So there's a lot of good going on with this team right now. They're undermanned, but they're just refusing to give in. And, you know, people can look at the schedule of what they had at home and they go three and one on the stretch and, and, you know, lose a, a pretty tough one to the Pelicans. But, but Hey, I mean, they've gone, you know, 
five and one in this stretch, and that's pretty impressive, I think, uh, as far as a resilience thing goes. Is there anything that you're watching right now that the Cavs are doing that they could be able to turn around and integrate the minute you get Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell and Evan Mobley back? Because I'm not going to lie, Spence, is sitting there on my couch, and you've had a better view than I have. But sitting there on my couch, it looks like they have a semblance of an NBA offense that isn't just high screen and roll over and over and over and over. You are not wrong on that. The shot profile has completely changed. It's completely changed. They're getting threes up now uh, at, at a high rate. Um, they're, they're sharing the basketball. There is a lot less high screen and roll. They still run it. Don't get me wrong. Like Craig Porter Jr. uses Jared Allen in those situations. Isaac Okor will be involved in some screening actions as well, uh, which I think is really unique about Isaac. And speaking of Isaac, he's been absolutely terrific the Time's last going next. Uh, you know, since, since he entered the starting lineup. But uh, just as far as the offense is concerned, they're just being able to, to kind of have that paint pressure the formula has been getting to the paint first. They're getting it to Jared Allen, making sure he establishes his presence, hook shots, uh, getting the ball on, on handoffs, uh, and getting the ball on you know, alley-oops, uh, whatever it may be, and even Craig Porter Jr. getting to the rack as well. And then once teams start shrinking in, that's when the outside opens up. And when you have shooters on the floor and you look at a guy like Dean Wade, who's been willing to take threes as of late, and unlike he has in the past, right? And you have a guy like Max Struess who does that for a living. Isaac Okoro is, is putting them up now. Uh, you know, obviously Sam Merrill, before he went down with his, his wrist injury, great timing, right? But uh, he's able to put them up uh, in bunches. George Niang is not afraid to shoot. Karis Levert. So these guys are all getting catch-shoot opportunities. They're not just pull-up threes. These are created, generated threes. And when, Jer- when, when Darius Garland does come back, when Evan Mobley does come back, they can't lose sight of that. And, yeah, that changes a little bit when you have two bigs on the floor, but they cannot lose sight of that identity because this shot profile is keeping them in games no matter how far down they are. Like you saw, they were down 20 in Dallas, and lo and behold, they make some defensive adjustments and they end up coming out with a steal. Spencer Davies joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at Spin Davies, which if you don't, that's on you. And also, you can read him, SI.com, Cavs Insider, all sorts of good stuff, always coming out of spin. He writes great pieces on top of that. Let's go to Isaac Okoro. Spencer, I haven't sold all my stock yet. I've sold, I've sold some of it in, in dark moments of time when he was just clanking threes left and right, and the Knicks were just basically, every time he would cross the, uh, every time he'd cross half court on offense, would be like, yeah, you could go stand over there, bud. We're not, we're not worried about you. I haven't sold all my stock. Is this real? Please tell me this is real. Please tell me that this, the jump shot is legit. Please tell me that what we have seen is making him a plausible offensive player who could actually be fine. I'm not asking for great. I just want fine. Yeah. No, I think he's shown that he can be fine anytime. The, the thing about this team, Dan, and, and this, is, this really opened my eyes when I asked JB this. You know, a lot of people ask about the rotation and why it was so tight and all that. JB is like, well, we have a lot of similar sized players a lot of talented players that are very, very similar in stature, okay? Isaac Okoro just simply didn't get those opportunities when he's coming off the bench. And when he, you know, he's, he's basically what I'm saying is his usage is, is, is higher when, when guys like Donovan Mitchell and Darius and Garland are out and Evan Mobley to that, to that point, right? He's not just getting stuck in the corner and saying, okay, your catch, shoot, or attack from the corner. You're seeing him do stuff from above the break now. You're seeing him cutting. You're seeing him playmake off those cuts. You're seeing him, um, you know, very open to make it, to taking those shots. Um, and he's driving into bigger guys now too. 
um, when he's getting into the, into the paint. So it's there. It's there. It's just about opportunity, to be, to be completely honest. And he's not going to have those opportunities when the guard room and, and the threes get back to where they are with you know, Max Drew starting at small forward and George Niang getting those minutes and Dean Wade and all that. Like, that's going to you know, probably scale back. But what Okoro is showing me now, and this is very helpful for him because he's going into a contract year, is that he's able to do these things. And I think that this five, six-game sample size is proving – that he's more than capable enough on the offensive end. And we have to remember, too, he's only 22 years old, turning 23 in late January. It's nuts to think about that, you know, especially even because a lot of people come at Evan Mobley for the lack of development as well. And, and my go-to with all of those, always been like, man, kid's 21. Like, uh, he just got his license to go horizontal instead of vertical. Like, we, we still have time in this NBA career. Like, it, it's, a, it's a process with this, and especially with Isaac Okoro, and I know people will scream at me for making excuses. That whole COVID draft and that whole COVID year was just a mess. And I feel like every single GM and every single coach and the development of those guys, it's almost like you should just get a pass because we didn't see these guys play in, in full arenas the way that we should to really evaluate them. And I hope that it continues with Isaac Okoro. But the other one, especially speaking of development, it screamed last night that this team needs somebody who is between 6'6 and 6'10 who could guard multiple positions and hit threes. And the simplest path to that might be Amani Bates. I know he is raw. I know he was taken in the second round. I know everything else that was involved with it. But seeing him out there on the floor last night, hey, I think he had a really nice pass in that game too, was an interesting development. Do you think there's anything there for the 2023-24 season, or is that a project looking down to 25-26? I think that's more looking towards towards next year. Um, you know, I think Amani got playing time because obviously Sam Merrill was also down, right? Um, that was definitely someone they brought in to, to try and bring a spark. And I was just like you. I was very impressed with his passing ability and making the the right next play. You know, he took three shots and he didn't he didn't wait. He did not wait, which is something that I do admire about Amani is that he is not afraid. He is not afraid at all. However, uh, he does need to pack on some pounds. Um, there was a point in the game where he was driving into the paint and um, he drew a foul and he actually bounced off the guy. Um, so that, I think that was, that was pretty evident that that's something that he needs to, to, to work on as far as like getting his, his body in the right shape. But again, we go back to the point that he's, he's 19 years old. Like he's 20 years old, you know, like these are young, young guys and he is absolutely crushing it in the G league. He's got the, the, you know, the, the keys to the castle, so to speak with that, with that squad. He's developing. He's, he's getting meaningful minutes there. And, and JB, and I think the team wants to be, you know, very careful about how they, they do allow Amani to get playing time at the big level because, you know, giving them three, four minutes there just to say they got him in an NBA game, that doesn't no good, right? You want him to be able to be in there and, and make a difference. And, yeah, he did uh, contesting shots defensively. I think he's been great. Uh, I don't know if you remember in Chicago, but the stop he got on Javon Carter where Javon Carter basically threw it over the backboard um, that was hysterical, and that's because Amani's got very long arms. Um, so he just got to get a little bit more, you know, uh, upper body strength, um, honestly, just strength all around. But uh, he is not bashful. He will shoot. And uh, as we saw yesterday with his three dimes, uh, he's able to move the ball, especially coming up in transition and looking for the right next pass. All right, so I take from this spin that we will invite Amani Bates along with Evan Mobley into the Baskin and Phelps eating club. All right, good to know. Good to know. Thanks, buddy. It was yep. a blast as always. 
Of course, Dan. Thanks, man, and have a great holiday. You as well. Very happy New Year to you. Enjoy the Browns game tonight. I know you'll have an eye on it. I know you're watching. Eye on it. I'll be there, buddy. I will be there. Look at you. Oh, go meet Spin in person. He'll be going nuts. (laughs) Big stepping. Big stepping. Talk Talk later, buddy. And he is Spencer Davis. You can read him, SI.com. Always a fantastic read. Always plugged in. Always knows this game very well. And he joined us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We'll react a little bit off of what Spin had to say. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, it's funny because, you know, people were filling up my mentions in the first half, like, get Karras out of the game. He looks like he's on ice skates out there, and he did. It did. Um, sometimes it takes a little bit for him to get a feel of what defenses are doing and how to react to them. But like you said, to his credit, he ended up with seven dimes. The Cavs overall had 33 assists on 40 made field goals. Think about that. Think about that kind of, of sharing the ball and the selflessness that this team has. Four guys had six assists or more. I mean, you look at you know Craig Porter Jr. when he was running the offense, especially there in the first half, um, you know, just kind of getting things organized as he has this entire, um, you know, period of time. Max Struess with six assists doing the, the two-man game with Jarrett Allen and really playing it well with Tristan Thompson on the dribble handoff. Jarrett Allen, I think his passing has got to be a story um, since, you know, Evan Mobley and Darius Garland have gone out. He's taken a step up in the playmaking and passing out of the short roll and also finding guys on cuts back door with bounce passes. The great Spencer Davies joining us there. He hopped on last segment. If you missed it, you can hit that on the Rewind app. And, of course, we'll get that podcast to 4923thefan.com along the way, and you can give that guy a listen. It was good talking to Spin. Great stuff that he had all about Karis LeVert, all about Jared Allen, and a lot of other parts when it comes to this Cleveland Cavalier. So I hope this continues for them. It's been a lot of fun. Just as much as it's been fun to watch Joe Flacco operate this offense for the Cleveland Browns. And so this game and these last four weeks of Flacco have made me really start thinking. You know, and it was just a very, very simple idea. If you had to find a word to describe the Browns offense, what word would you pick? And the first word that popped into my head was explosive which is a word that we had not used to describe this offense. It is a word that we used with hope attached to it. We hoped that with Deshaun Watson at the helm, with Nick Chubb, with Amari Cooper, with this offensive line, that they could be explosive. 
We said that numerous times of, hey, you hand Nick Chubb the ball and it's an explosive, explosive play every time. Deshaun Watson with his legs is an explosive player. Makes a ton of great plays that you want him to have. Those it's never really occurred at the level that you wanted them to. And I'm not saying that they won't. Not saying that they won't. I'm saying that we didn't see them there. But with Joe Flacco, this team has found explosive plays. And by that I mean 14.3% of his throw percent of Joe Flacco's throws have gone over 20 yards. He's been 11 of 25 for 440 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions, 17.6 yards per attempt. They have found explosive plays in the passing game that were not there before. Average depth of target on those passes, by the way, 30.9. So when he throws deep, he throws deep. It's not the simple right at the 20-yard line, right at the 25-yard line. No, 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 no. These balls are traveling, and he is really trying to hit those deep shots. A passer rating on those throws over 20 yards, and of course all this brought to us by our, our friends at Pro Football Focus. A passer rating on those, 90.8. So they have found explosive plays in the passing game. And that's the word that I would use. And it's been such a difference between that and what we saw under DTR. DTR had five passes of over 20 yards in all the games that he started. Five passes. He was 0 for 5. He had 23 passes. Between 10 and 19 yards, he was 10 for 23 on those passes. DTR, they put the training wheels on him, and they put a roof on top of him and said, you will not throw the ball further than 10 yards down the field. We don't trust you to do that. It's really hard to manufacture explosive plays when you can't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. It's a real uphill battle to build an offense like that because nothing stretches. You're not having to defend all aspects of it. You're only having to defend a shortened area. P.J. Walker was similar. Throws over 20 yards, they only threw it 14 times over 20 yards. He was 4 of 14 for 140 yards over 20. 7 for 27 on throws between 10 and 19 yards for 143 yards in between there. Explosive is the word that describes this offense now with Flacco. They trust Joe Flacco to push the ball down the field, and it's added an element to this team that they did not have before. It has been great to see. It has made for much more fun football. It has been through much enjoyable football than what we saw before with this with this team under DTR and under P.J. Walker. You did not see any kind of deep shot whatsoever with this team. They've become explosive. And so I ask you, everybody out there, 216-474-0092, give me the one word that you would use to describe this Browns offense. And if you think it's explosive, feel free to let us know that one. Or if you have a different one, I'm all ears on those as well. It is very, it's been very fun to watch, and I hope it continues to be fun to watch. Adam and Akron, welcome to the show, Adam. Hey, how are you, how are you guys doing? We're doing well, man. How are you today? Good. Um, I guess I'll go with explosive. I didn't get much time to think. Um, You're fine, man. I guess I, my thought here is I'm surprised no one's been talking about this is this game is so huge because I was looking at the standings and things. If we win this game, we don't only 
um, clinch a playoff spot, we clinch the fifth spot. Mm-hmm. You control your own us, destiny tonight. Well, which which will allow us to rest guys against Cincinnati, <laughs> which I think is huge. No, listen, hear me out, hear me out. Because it doesn't matter if we win or lose. We still have the fifth spot and play the AFC South winner, which would be Jacksonville. Which, again, look at this year. How many? How much is injuries bit us in the butt? You know, how good would it be to have Miles Garrett, you know, healthy, Denzel, all those guys – a hundred percent. So you break it down. We we have a tiebreaker against Buffalo and Miami. So because so, yeah, I'm sorry, guard. No, 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 you're fine, man. Here's what I said earlier on this, and I continue to believe it. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Let me get there. Let me get to the point where I clinch the playoff spot before I go any further than the playoff spot because I have seen Lucy Van Pelt put the football down, and I've believed Lucy Van Pelt, and then I've ended up on my butt covered in mud okay so like that's why i'm like okay i get it it would be awesome they clinch the fifth spot everything clicks together they can rest some guys i'm not getting there yet i'm not getting there when the when the you call tomorrow at 10 a.m we'll get there (laughs) does that make sense well it it does but i've been everyone saying if we win we clinch this playoff spot we clinch the fifth spot no matter it's like no matter it's a it's 100 percent absolutely adam enjoy uh, the game tonight thanks and and I'm not trying to be the, the Scrooge on this. I'm not trying to be the jerk on this. I've just, we've been there too many times. It's It's been too many where it's like, this could happen. Let's look a week down that road. Let's look two weeks down the road of who we're facing. Is it going to be the Jags? Is it going to be Texans? Is it going to be? I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not doing it. I refuse to do it. <laughs> I've been kicked too many times. I refuse to look anything more then 8 o'clock tonight. If you want to go down that road, we will do it tomorrow starting at 10 a.m. Until that moment, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I refuse to go down that road. Josh, Josh and Grand River, welcome to the show, man. Good afternoon. So as soon as you were delivering the word explosive, you took the words right out of my mouth because the ceiling's been lifted over Flacco. They've given him the reins. Kevin Stefanski has confidence in him throwing the long ball and it has created an explosive offense. You have guys like Amari Cooper and Njoku who are being double teamed, which are leading to guys being open down the field, creating for huge passing plays, which is awesome. Haven't seen it in the franchise since 99, and just riding this high of highs and just super excited for tonight's game. That's a great point, Josh. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy every bit of it. And I think it is explosive. Ron Warner on Twitter, and of course, our Twitter mention is powered by Scheibe Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. And you can always tweet me at at the sports feller if you so desire. Feller spelt like Bob. Ron Warner had a great one. With Joe Flacco, the word is professional. This is a professional offense. That's a good word, Ron. That's a very good way to describe it because it seems like everything that has happened since Flacco got in there has been cool, calm, collective, Everything is managed. You you heard Wyatt Teller in one of the post-game interviews. I forget which one it was. He missed a block, and he went up to Flacco, and he was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I missed that block. What a horrible thing for me to do. I am so sorry. This, that, and the other thing. And Flacco looked right at him and was like, it's all good. It's all good. It's done. Don't dwell in that one. Look forward. If you look forward, everything then pieces together better. And you can't you can't fix the past. You can only use the past to, to fix the future. And it was just hearing those words, and you could hear Wyatt Teller saying that. It was like, okay, we have a professional here. We have someone who's smart. Well, I shouldn't say it that way. 
We have someone who's been there before. We have someone who has had our backs. We have someone who has hoisted a Super Bowl trophy. We have somebody who has hoisted a Super Bowl MVP trophy. We've had a guy who has been on an absolute heater in a playoff series going, dude, you're good. You're good. You're good. I think that has been such a huge element of what this Browns team has been wanting to do this whole season and having that calm, cool, and collective person down there compared to DTR, compared to P.J. Walker. Hey, great guys. Nothing against them. But this is a guy with a Super Bowl MVP in his trophy case. This is a guy who's been around the block. 15-year pro or whatever he is at this point. Has been around the league for a very, very long time. BP and Pepper Pike, welcome to the show. Speaking of being around the block, you got BP here, man. How you doing? I'm well, man. How are you? Dance, this is a great show you've conducted this morning. I got to tell you, great show. Thanks, Fantastic. man. That's very kind. I mean, yeah, I mean, I even appreciate you squeezing in some Cavs information. That was awesome. You, you have know, to. They're I, playing well. Yeah, I mean, the Cavs have impressed me. I got to be, to me, you didn't mention one thing, J.B. Bickerstaff with, uh, you know, he's been fantastic. I mean, they've had improbable road wins this year against Philly at the Knicks, at the Bulls, and now at Dallas without, you know, half their, you know, leading scorers. So I got to give credit to J.B. Bickerstaff. You know, he's been on the hot seat with a lot of the Cavs fans for the last couple of years. He definitely has, and and you're right. I'm one of them. I've criticized the crowd out of the guy for the fact that he refuses to run an offense that's more than high screen and roll, and you're starting to see a semblance of it. So hopefully it continues, and hopefully it, you know, you start to see it with Donovan Mitchell, and you start to see it with Darius Garland, and you start to see it with Evan Mobley, and they continue to move the ball. In my opinion, I think you're sort of unpeeling the onion. I think the Cavs, you know, look at Jared Allen. Without all these guys around, he's really flourishing with these 20-point, 20 20-rebound 20 games. I mean, I think the Cavs need to get away from this hero ball with Garland and and Donovan Mitchell and look to utilize Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Karis LeVert. You know, don't just settle for long threes. I think they need – I've been saying this for a year now. They need to go to the basket more. Forget all these long threes. Makes sense, BP. What do you got on the Browns? The Browns, I think they're going to – the crowd has been fantastic this year. I've been to a few games. I think they're going to will us to victory. The Jets don't really have much to play for, so I think we'll, uh, you know, mow the Jets down pretty easily. And I look for Miles Garrett to get back on track with a couple of sacks. Appreciate it, BP. Enjoy the game. You too, man. Have a great day. You too. I hope that's right. I hope we see this with Miles Garrett and you see start seeing him get to the quarterback because that defense the entire season has been the crux of this and has been so good all year round. And it would be really nice if what we've seen from the offense the last couple of games can begin to supplement that defense and that explosive offense can give that defense a tiny bit of wiggle room because we played way too many games this year that have come way too close because the offense has had some hiccups and the defense has had to be flawless. A little part of me worries that this game might be one of those as well. 216-474-0092 at the Sports Feller on Twitter. We've had permission from the council. We met with the council. We had a long talk with them. We laid out our plans, we gave our pitch, and they've granted us permission to do quick predicts. So we will attempt to do quick predicts without any basket. It's going to be a new thing. It's going to be new. We're probably going to goof it up. It's probably going to go poorly. But be a part of it. 216-474-0092. All you got to do is give me the score and the headline that we'll read tomorrow in the Plain Dealer, and we will use that to determine the end result. Dan Manigan in for Baskin and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 